Hello and welcome to the season one finale of Knights of Evening Star. I'm your Dungeon Master, Mark Sherlock Humes, and I am joined by my delightful players, as always. Here they are, happy smiley faces. We have Mika Burton, Jonathan Indovino, uh, Anna Prosser, and Nathan Sharp. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, are you all ready for some Dungeons and Dragons? Both. Ready Both. for the dragons, possibly not the dungeons. Okay, well, yeah, you, know, you know, maybe one of those things will happen. We'll okay. see. Uh, I'm actually not going to spend too much time on the intro this week because it's the season finale and I want to squeeze in as much gameplay as possible. But there is some good news. Uh, Anna, I think you should do the honors of announcing it as, as this very much was your baby to, to create, I think. So I think sure. you should do the honors. Thank you. Uh, I want to say thank you so much to all of you who tweeted at Wizards to let them know that you love Knights of Eden Star and that you wanted to keep watching it. The messages meant a lot to us, and um, we, and I think it meant a lot to Wizards too. So I can happily announce that there will be a season two of Knights of Evening Star. We'll take a couple weeks break, and then we'll be back with more. Yay! So Yay! it gives you a little time to catch up or bring some friends to watch too, and we can still keep playing in this awesome world that Mark's created. Yes, um, how where, where things end, we will find out today. But yeah, season two, uh, which I, I can't remember. I think it will probably be another kind of set amount of episodes. Um, and then we'll talk about if it, things carry on, we can keep talking about this uh, if we want to keep going. But mm -hmm. yeah, very exciting stuff. And yeah, just want to echo Anna. Big thank you to all the messages, not just about renewing Night's Moving Star, but also just the support in general. People have really loved this show. There's been so many tweets and YouTube comments of just, I love the show. This is like my new favorite D&D show. And that stuff really means a lot, especially to me i wasn't sure how it was going to be well received because it's a very specific type of campaign and it's just been really really awesome and just a big big thank you uh from me and i imagine from everybody as well for all your support for night's evening star uh but with that shall we now play some dungeons and dragons yes please excellent yes, please. i will give a recap on what happened last time then after being invited to arabelle for a ball and tournament in their honor our party came under attack as a guest of the dinner, a priestess of Sunni seemed to become possessed and summoned a powerful winter Eladrin who relentlessly attacked all present. Defeating the Eladrin, the party recounted the events to Lady Zorova Summerstar, the Lord Marshal of the Purple Dragon Knights, and a young war wizard investigator called Panam. With their own suspicions of who was responsible and figures from their past involved, the party retreated to the Falcon's Rest Inn where private conversations were had. Azara told Agnes Crownsilver of her past with Gawain Huntscrown, the young charming man Agnes had spoken with over dinner. Marcel took pity on a young Aaron, a newly appointed page and local of Evening Star, promising future training opportunities. And Tarkle spoke with Willowsong Shadowbriar, daughter of the fey being that appears involved in Evening Star and Cormier's machinations. Uh, and that is where we are going to kick off today with you guys having taken a long rest, I believe. I think you guys all marked that you were taking a long rest on D&D Beyond and stuff, right? Your characters are all set up for a long rest. I hadn't yet, you... but I will. Just I think is. you should. <laughs> um, and we begin with Marcel. It begins as a sort of high-pitched noise that stirs you from your sleep, Marcel. A distant voice as you see a young man in your dreams kind of being torn away from you, reaching out to you uh, as they are pulled by mysterious figures, dragged away into some forgotten corridor of a forgotten tomb. 
their voice brother brother calls out and echoes down the chambers and then you realize that it's not just a memory and that that voice is calling to you brother brother wake up something is in the room i can i can sense it here something's here and you become aware of the sheets and the cold sweat as the night breezes in from a now open window into your room in the falcon's rest what would you like to do marcel uh immediately hop up sword in hand okay you managed to hop up just in time as from the shadows in the corners of the room a dart is fired by some sort of creature standing there the dart thuds into the pillow where your head and neck were just briefly occupying as you leap to leap aside and do you summon the the blade using the bond kind of Mm -hmm. from wherever it is um it snaps into your hand and you hear the familiar voice like brother there's something about this thing i don't i can't understand it you see kind of emerging from the shadows a humanoid shape they have pale gray skin marked by dozens perhaps hundreds of scars runic tattoos all over their body and metal fragments embedded in their skin wearing dark armor and one of their arms appears to be a blade not too dissimilar to your very own uh and we are going to roll initiative uh just you and i for the time being marcel um 10 10 okay uh you immediately your combat senses snap to and you ready yourself into battle what would you like to do uh i'm gonna lightning lure immediately to try and mm-hmm. like get a little control and grab this thing sure yeah it's kind of like you can actually see it. it's almost perched up on the wall its feet and one of its hands touching the back wall uh and it's clung to the ceiling like some sort of creature yeah i'm gonna do that and try and pull it close so that's a uh strength 15 saving strength throw. saving throw sure thing uh as you as the magic kind of coalesces out because you cast it you cast it from the sword or from your hands when marcel cast magic uh hand okay so as the lightning kind of leaves your hand you notice as it approaches the creature some sort of aura or effect around it is trying to disrupt the spell it has advantage on the saving throw Uh, however that is only a 10 um even with the the kind of magical resistance the lightning wraps around its body and you yank it towards you Sweet. So I yank it forward and uh, gonna try that patented Marcel skewer. Do you do damage with the lightning lure? Oh my gosh! Yes. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. Don't I want you to miss out on damage. For a Marcel skewer, please. <laughs> it's just sadness and shadows <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> on a sword, actually. Yeah, on a yeah. sword. Sorry. Yeah. Lightly like grilled to perfect. Brazilian barbecue yeah. place. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So the lightning lure does eleven. 11 points of damage and mm-hmm. so you pull it and it flies off the ceiling um it it manages to kind of keep its balance in the air kind of twisting unnaturally as the, its limbs bend in awkward ways trying to regain its kind of footing um it, it's very inhuman mm. well i'm still gonna try and uh slash at it with this sure that's a uh 22 to hit Okay, 22, yeah. Even though this thing appears to be wearing metal armor and it has metal embedded into its skin, your blade connects to it and rips through its flesh. 
Okay. That's, that's what we want. And that would be uh, six. Damage. Six points of damage? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Six points of damage. You strike these two blows. The lightning definitely leaves scorch marks all over its body where you, the lightning's wrapped around it. And your blade cuts through, but it writes itself, kind of clicking its neck and its shoulders into places. And then it rushes towards you. Um, after this, we'll basically make some checks to see if other people notice the sound coming from Marcel's room. But this thing kind of rushes forward uh, in its go. The, the first thing it does is it raises part of its chest, seems to open up like a device, and a dart fires out towards you, uh, Marcel. That is a 17 to hit. That hits. Okay, I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me, please, Marcel. Oh, good. Plus one. Oh, wait, no, it's plus four. I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh, 22. 22. So you succeed. You still take seven points of piercing damage as this dart kind of nicks you, kind of scraping your flesh and leaving a red line. Um, you immediately can tell by the sizzling burning sensation that the darts are covered in some sort of poison. Um, not quite sure of the effects, but you can feel it trying to slow your mind and kind of render you sleep a bit. You shrug it off. Uh, and then this thing steps in and with its long sword bladed hand swipes down uh, its own slash towards you. But there's only an 11 to hit. That does not. Sparks fly as the two blades meet clashing in the nighttime uh before we go back to your realm marcel uh those of you who are in a nearby rooms which i'm assuming is everybody uh, assembled here uh i would like agnes i think with your high passive perception this is going to wake you up no matter what um but shady uh sorry tarkle and azara i would like you guys to make perception checks for me uh but you will have disadvantage on them that's 23 and then i rolled a 20 so <laughs> Okay, so the 23 is going to be the lowest there. Yep. Uh, and then Azara, what did you get? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. So both of you are stirred from sleep. Um, you almost think at first you're dreaming as the sounds of battle, Azara, lightning, kind of you kind of hear the hiss and spark of lightning. Tarkle, you hear blades clashing and sparks. And you kind of come to and the continued sounds of battle really alert you awake. Um, you guys are awake. You can take actions. Obviously, you don't have, you know, you're dressed for bed. So no armor or equipment necessarily on you, unless you want to say otherwise that you sleep with daggers in your hands. Um, and if there are any guests with you, I don't know if they wake up. But uh, yeah, if there's anything you guys want to do, now's the time. I will add manual initiatives, but you'll go basically after the creature. So I'm just going to, don't worry about rolling initiative. I'm just going to put you in um, all at the same initiative, basically. Um. Well, Zara doesn't have armor, but she does sleep with her staff like next to her bed. Okay. So would that take? Yeah, you can grab to, like, that. Grab to grab it and, and sprint towards where. I'd be no, I'd say it's like yeah. a bonus action to grab like okay. an item. Yeah, okay. easily. So whatever night clothes you're wearing, you kind of snatch up the staff, make your way to the door, open it, and head out into the corridor. Mm -hmm. And immediately you can tell that yeah, there are sounds of battle coming from uh, Marcel's room. It's probably going to be about as much as you can get in a turn, like opening the door, grabbing your stuff, moving out into the corridor. Yeah. Uh, Agnes and Tarkle, what would you guys like to do? Let's go with Agnes first. You don't need any kind of weapons when the magic is in your body. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So I'm just going to like fling open the door and run for his room. 
Okay, so you kind of throw open the room, you run out, uh, not grabbing any equipment, you have a bit more time to react. You can make it all the way to Marcel's door and you can open that and looking inside. That's probably going to be the end of your turn, Agnes, with like opening your own door, moving out, opening up Marcel's. You see this figure, this kind of dark gray skin figure with uh, scars and incisions all over its body with one sort of big bladed arm is attacking Marcel uh, without question. Um, as you do, do I so. know anything about what something like this might be? Like, could I roll an arcana check or something? You absolutely can. Yeah. If you want to make an arcana check or a nature check, because you're the first Ooh. one to see it. Uh, let's see. Uh, arcana or nature will be the same. So 15. 15. I mean, immediately it becomes clear that this cannot be a natural creature. Uh, you don't even think this thing is maybe a living humanoid. It has more alike with a construct mm -hmm. a golem or perhaps an animated suit of armor but there, there's elements of undead the pallid skin the kind of embedded metal and runes make it look like somebody has turned a body into a type of golem uh, like gotcha. a construct okay. um, yeah uh, tarkle uh tarkle's just gonna grab his kiss of silver i was probably on, yep. just on his nightstand mm -hmm. and then just run out the room and head towards okay. marcel's so same thing as Azara, basically. You manage to grab your weapon. Uh, don't worry about putting any armor on. You just throw open the door and step out into the corridor. Um, and the two of you are just behind Agnes, who is actually at Marcel's door looking in. Um, and we'll jump to the top of the initiative, which is going to be Marcel. Um, so you hear the sounds of people approaching Marcel. The door flies open and you see Agnes with her flaming red hair kind of stood in the light. Um, but this thing is focused entirely on you. Okay. Um, so... It's like right up in right up in my grill, right? It is right up in your face. It kind of fired this dart and then stepped in to take a swing at you after you stabbed it as well. Um, is there enough space in the room for me to distance myself enough to cast a ranged spell? So uh, you can. So it's a couple of things to remember. If you step away out of this thing's threat range, it will get an opportunity attack against you unless you take mm -hmm. the disengage action. Um, I would say you would have to push yourself into like the corner by the window in order to create enough space. These rooms aren't huge. It's maybe like 25 feet across and where you were in the bed, there's not a ton of room to get around this thing. Um, it's kind of pressed you into a corner almost already. That's fine. I'm going to bonus action Misty step to the other corner. Perfect, yeah. Whoosh. You disappear and appear in the other corner of the room. Um, the thing's neck begins to turn around and unnaturally goes way too far. It's almost kind of facing directly behind itself, and then its body kind of begins to follow suit. What do you want to do? So I'm casting Witch Bolt at the second level, and I just rolled a nat 20. I'm going to disappoint you, I'm afraid, Nate, as Mr. Rules is going to come out to play because you cast a spell as a bonus action. The oh, only other wait. spell you can cast this turn is a cantrip. Oh, you can't do a, you can't do a bonus you can't action do two, You can't do two spell slot spells in the same turn. You can do oh, a okay. spell as a bonus action. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an often overlooked rule. So if you cast a spell as a bonus action that takes a spell slot, the next spell must be a cantrip. It's something that hmm. I occasionally get wrong and have people call me up on. It's been so the bane of my existence this entire it game. It is the bane <laughs> of spellcasters. It means that things like haste and quicken spell don't become too overpowered. Otherwise, you could just be like... Mm. Okay, okay. Then so, I'm sorry, but you may keep the natural 20 if you cast a, a like a cantrip. Uh, yeah, I was... Okay, let's see. So that... So then, yeah, I will firebolt. That's totally sure. fine. 
I'm, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but oh, Jeremy fun. Jeremy Crawford would come for me if I didn't get all the rules right. He'd I think. Come I, think yeah, I like when you you teach us rules like that. Like yeah, I've been playing know. this game for so long, and there's still rules that I have to find. I like that. Yeah, me too, dude. Like I get pulled up on some of this stuff. Like recently, I had to look up rules for suffocation that I had no idea <laughs> how that worked, but it I found out. Don't worry about it, Mika. Don't worry. It's not in this I'm game. Don't worry. Very worried. <laughs> Uh, so Nate, that was a natural 20 on the firebolt, right? Because you roll yep. a natural 20 for the witch bolt. So um, the way I do crits is max damage on the dice and then roll the dice again. So what'd you get? Okay, so the the damage dice is 2d10. So that means 2d10 plus 20. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does 2d10 plus 20 damage. <laughs> one day I'm going to get a crit Ooh. on one of you guys and you're going to be like, these crit rules suck. I hate them. <laughs> that is 14 on the roll. So 34. so 34 points of damage you sense and for a moment as this thing turns its eyes hollowed out but there is a flare of almost light in them and you see its mouth although it's partially stitched together its mouth barely moves just before the firebolt launches out of your hand and you hear it kind of hiss a word Sigh and then the flame launches out of your hand um, and surges into this creature, just engulfing it in flames. It still stands, but only just barely as it does so. Um, if it talks, then I actually want to try to not kill it and see if sure. I can... It's still standing for now. Um, yeah. Uh, and Agnes, I think like you are the one in the room and you just hear this word under its breath. You hear, as you kind of throw open the door, Marcel teleports and then surges with fire, you hear it kind of say, uh, Well, um, Agnes's reaction would be... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go on. Oh. Is it, do you want to do something specifically as a reaction? Because it gets its go before you. Oh, so I'll no. take its go and then... Go, go. Yeah. Okay, all right. So uh, as it senses it's kind of being uh, threatened by multiple people, uh, the creature will attempt one last uh, dart from its chest towards Marcel. That is a 20 to hit Marcel. Dang. Yes. Uh, I need you to make another con save for me, and you take another seven piercing damage. Okay. <laughs> the dart fires out. Let's see. Seven. And con save. That is a uh, 12. 12. So you are poisoned, uh, which gives you disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Um, you feel yourself getting, feeling very sleepy and sluggish. Your movements begin to slow down as this thing uh, looks towards you. Uh, the poison dart kind of embedded into your chest. And then it raises its, un, uh, its regular hand up and you see the same spell that you cast, the lightning lure, forms in its hand and it wraps it around you this time. Can you make a strength save with disadvantage, mm. please? That one's good. That one's 20-something. That one is not. That is 10. 10. You take five points of lightning damage as the lightning wraps around you, and it pulls you in towards it. Um, and as it does so, it reaches out, and you begin to see the metal fragments and tattoos on its body begin to glow as if heat was pouring through them. Um Agnes, what would you like to do? We'll go Agnes, Azara, Tarkle, um, as Agnes is the first at the door. So Agnes 
um, seeing that this thing is trying to kill Marcel and being in like a hurry to just mm -hmm. help. You see that she kind of like almost hunches and hisses and her fingernails grow longer and her like teeth grow into fangs and her eyes go wild. And she's about to pounce on this thing with primal savagery. But Marcel, mm -hmm. do you give any indication that you don't want it to die? <laughs> I think being grappled and feeling heat and lots of hurting and poison, the, that plan has changed. Okay. <laughs> that plan has gone out the window. So Agnes mm -hmm. like springs and grabs on like a, I don't know, an attacking cat or something and just- <laughs> sure. Very Catra from she yeah. I love it. <laughs> and she will hit attack for 26. That hits. I assume is a hit, great. Oh yeah. Um, and then she's gonna do, let's see, 2d10 poison. Poison damage, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you now, Anna, you do not need to roll the damage for this poison. Okay, damage. great. Uh, so as you sink the claws into it, unfortunately, the you, you kind of inject this magical poison into its body and it just pours through it. It doesn't seem to even react to the poison in its body. Like it doesn't affect it in any major way. Uh, seemingly That's disappointing. Poison, I am sorry. Agnes uh, is... It's very cool. <laughs> Agnes is upset. She looked really cool. And now she just looks like a mad cat. Yeah, like hissing, and you've like dug the claws in, and you notice Agnes as well. Now, this thing's these metal fragments and these tattoos—they're getting really hot, like very, very magically hot. Uh, Azara, uh, I Azara is going to bonus action misty step right behind the construct. Okay, room's getting uh, crowded, but yeah, you make a make listen, it your way in. Gotta gotta <laughs> get in there somehow, um, and. I'm going to cast Shocking Grasp on it. Okay, sure. So you reach which out. Which I get advantage if the target is wearing armor made of metal. Uh, it doesn't have armor made of metal, but it's Wait. made of enough metal that I will give you the advantage, yes. 100%. Huzzah! Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. It was a two, then an 18. Uh, 18 plus seven, I'm guessing. That hits. definitely that hits, definitely yes. Hits. Okay. Yeah. So that's 2d8. That's a two. That's a five. So that's seven points of wait plus three. Ten points. Ten of points of damage. damage. So you watch as as you reach out and grab this thing, the lightning arcs through its body. It kind of convulses. Nate, you feel its grip uh tighten on Marcel um as the lightning kind of causes its muscles to twitch and, and react. Um Azara, as you touch it, you take ten points of fire damage as you kind of touch this thing. And flame kind of engulfs your arm uh from this intense heat uh, as it does so. Um, anything else on your turn, Azara? This thing is still standing, just well, barely. it can't take reactions until the end of its next turn, so there. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Tarkle. Uh, can I, like, sneakishly peek in and yep. see what's happening and then yep. try to surprise the construct with a flying kiss of silver? Sure. Make a stealth check for me just to see if um, this thing will pick up on you. Okay. Stealth uh, plus 10. Oh, boy. And I rolled an eight, so 18. 18, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah let me make a thing. You don't think this thing has noticed you, so you de it will count as being a surprised enemy, yes. Huzzah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna roll Kiss of Silver at advantage. So 24 for the first one, and no crit. So 24, and then okay. it counts as a crit, right? Because it's surprised? That's right, it's surprised, yes. Yeah, so you get your assassinate, okay. so yes. 
I think this might be the out. first time that I've gotten assassinate with Mark Humes as a DM. I'm pretty yes. sure. Hey, nice. it's the season finale. It's a perfect Boom. time. Yep. Just going to give it all out. This is it. Uh, I so, give and I will take away this episode. Oh. I don't like that sentence. Uh, <laughs> no. 7, 9, 14. Uh, so my roll damage was 24. 24. And, and then, then plus max, which is 24 plus 832. 32 damage total? No, 20, I think like my max, yeah, 24 plus 32, because max damage is Dang. 46. Holy so yeah. Jesus. as you're all in this room, you just see, you guys don't even see Tarkle. You just see a flash of silver from the door, and then a knife bur buries its way through the creature's head and actually comes out of the back and embeds into the wall. Uh, the hey. creature's neck goes slack, but the tattoos and the metal fragments don't seem to cool down um and in fact as the creature's head flops down you just hear another phrase emit from its its mouth Failure. the glyphs begin to grow red hot <gasps> what do you guys all do i'm gonna give you like what's your immediate action as this thing is it's the intensity is building it's i'll give you guys like an action it's a bomb run disengage so agnes yeah. runs <laughs> I'm not even in the room yet, so I've run as well as soon as she says that. Okay. Uh, uh, is Marcel still grappled? Because she wouldn't just like run herself. She'd try to make Marcel sure everyone is... Marcel is still grabbed by Then she, her action will be to try to assist Marcel in breaking out of the grapple. Okay. okay. You make a strength check for me, Agnes. But this might slow you down getting away. And then I'll That's hear okay. what Zara wants to do. Uh, strength check is 18. 18. So you manage to like pry this thing's arms away from its body, which gives Marcel enough room to kind of pull himself free and get out. Uh, Azara, what did you want to do? I'm so conflicted. Do I? Will this work? This is such a risk. I um, love risky plays. I love them because even if they fail, cool things happen. This is such a risk. Uh, can I run this by you to see if you'll let me do this before I say I want to do this? <laughs> Can I cast Dragon's Breath on myself and then blow on the construct at the, in, in a turn? Will you let me do that? Yeah, I think that's part of the spell anyway. It's a oh, bonus it action. It is, yeah, it's a bonus action. Yeah. So I want to cast uh, Ice Dragon's Breath at the fourth level on myself and, and blow ice on this. My, now my question is, do yeah. you wait for Marcel and Agnes to be f away from this thing or are you just going to do it as they're still I would to try Marcel and free? shift my way, like like because I'm already close to it, so if I just yeah. turn my back to them, just so it mm -hmm. blows away okay. So you wait for the last minute as Marcel is kind of just about to pull himself free. Marcel, do yeah. you want to do anything in particular? Or are you just like, get out? <laughs> yeah, if I see if I see Azara is trying something, I'm, I'm going to just try to get out of the way and leave the room. Okay, so you, uh, so Agnes kind of frees you, which gives you enough space to Marcel, you kind of get out the door. Agnes, you're a few steps behind, and then Azara breathes this icy breath. Roll the damage for the frost breath for me. Azara. I that is five d six. <laughs> you're casting this at high level, yeah. Yeah, at the highest yep. I can go. That is six, four, ten, twelve, thirteen, seventeen. You just remember how much that was because I'm not going to. 17. I'm doing my own, own maths. 
17. Okay, so as you breathe out, you see this thing explodes. Uh, a big fiery explosion erupts around this creature's body. The furniture, the room is kind of blasted back. The cold breath subdues enough of the damage that it reduces it from 25 to, uh, you did 17, to eight points of fire damage to you and Agnes. The two of you take eight fire damage as the, the frost breath reduces the explosion down, but still there's enough force. You're both kind of blown up against the, the walls um, and things like that. There's not just an explosion of fire, though. There is actually an explosion of magic. You feel it more than anything. It's not force or lightning that just a sense of power emanates from this thing. Marcel, you feel this most of all because as the wave of the magic kind of erupts and hits you, you feel the sword kind of, ah, ah, kind of scream out, not quite in pain, but as in shock. And the runes on the blade become enhanced. You see that they glow more brightly. You see that they kind of almost radiant and shimmer and the blade now feels uh different in your hands and you hear the voice just like brother so- something's happened uh, uh, i would like you to check for your inventory for awakened enchanted blade marcel what? yo real talk i didn't even know your blade had glyphs on it that's so dope like had any yeah, sort they've of always uh... been really faint i think azara is the only one that's seen them before so wow uh, that was for, what was I looking for? If you search for awakened, it should show up in the inventory as it's a homebrew item. Oh, there it is. Look at my so if you replace the surprises. If you replace your current sword with that one, um, and mm-hmm. then have a look at what it does. So there is now an additional effect uh on it uh that you can use. Um oh, I'm looking. Let me see. <laughs> I just want to see his little face. I'm just happy to see his little happy face. <laughs> um the explosion erupts through the inn. Uh, there are several voices calling out in pain. Um, a few, the innkeeper and his family soon appear and they can see that the room is smoldering. There's not enough time for them to really question what's happened before they start fetching water pails, um, trying to put out the flames and things like that. How is everybody reacting? Agnes is going around trying to make sure that nobody's harmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azara's going to start since dragon's breath is still cast on are just blowing ice on flames oh, trying yeah. to... you yeah. the people are rushing up with water pails and azara's already got the room like extinguished yeah. just, like, <laughs> that's breathing cool frost breath everywhere <laughs> um you probably damage some of the stuff with the ice it probably warps some of the wood but they're like well the inn's not on fire that's fine yeah um and it <laughs> kind of goes uh goes past it uh, a very sleepy aaron kind of pokes his head out of uh mm. the room that he's been staying in is like What's going on? <laughs> it looks like he slept through the whole thing. Um, Are there any yeah, runes left on the construct, or is it completely gone? Like, oh, I think you need to make an investigation check mm. if you'd like to try and search for some remnants of the thing. I would love to do that. Also, after that, Marcel has yes. something to do. Okay. Uh, 16? 16? Sure. Uh, you kind of search around Azara. Um, it's it's kind of gross. There are pieces of flesh still. Um, you can see that this kind of gray pallid flesh, which is embedded with metal and these kind of remnants of the tattoos. Not much. Most of them have been burnt off now. But you do find some of the fragments of metal um, and at least one piece of what looks to be, yeah, flesh with a very faded, maybe half a rune on it. Um, 
then difficult seeing, to analyze, but not something. Seeing that Azara would uh, call for Sara Lee immediately. Oh yeah, Sara Lee is just like comes out of her room. She has one of those kind of floppy night hats um, <laughs> and like a and a dressing gown, and Aww. she kind of pokes her head out and she's just like, "Oh, is everything all right, my lady?" And she's looking around nervously. And I'll be like, "Oh, come here, little turtle dove. I'm so it's going to be a bit disgusting. I'm so sorry. There are bits and pieces, but if you could read." Uh, these runes, uh, this... Okay, yeah, she, she starts making her way over. Uh, Marcel, what did you want to do? While she, like, goes to read that, Marcel uh, immediately just goes over to Azara mm-hmm. and just, like, grabs her by the collar of whatever, like, nightwear she has. It's very I'm... small. <laughs> very, very well. It's a just, shoulder. Yeah. Whoa, is it? I'm done playing games with you. What do you know of the Scions of Shattered Light? Azara will kind of like hold up her hands and say, I, I, excuse me? Scions of shattered light. You heard me. Do not lie to me. I'm not. I know nothing of, I've, I've never even heard of such a thing. <sighs> I'll go to the, what's her name? Sarah Lee? Yeah. Sarah Lee, yeah. You, smart one. Uh, yeah. Azara will immediately step in between them at this point. Uh, yeah, Sarah Lee like hides behind Azara. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no. Azara will like hold her... a protective, like a mom arm in front yeah. of her. Sarah Lee just rolled a natural 20 on a history Ooh. check. Oh, he knows. <laughs> she looks. What? Minister, what did, what did you call? What did you say? The Scions. Of shattered light. What do you know? Ah, scions, scions, shattered light. I remember something. I, I read it in in a in a treatise, a book, but it's ancient history. Uh, um, a forgotten sect. Um, they belong to Netheril, uh, the Netherese, the invaders that we fought against in the war. Uh, it's an old sect dedicated to researching um, forbidden magic. They're, they're of a bygone era. They, the, the, the Netherese, well, they don't exist anymore. Netheril's a fallen empire now. Uh, how do you know of them? Um, above board, I would sense that this armor thing was sent by that, right? I mean, I, I will let you make those decisions, Nate Sharp. But yeah, you, I think that you would not be, uh, you would not be flawed to believe so. Um, considering what it said and the way that it was constructed. Yeah. Uh, looking at the rim, like if you look at the thing that Sarah Lee is holding with this rune, and I think Sarah Lee would also point this out. She kind of tugs nervously on Azara's thing. I can't read the rune, M- uh, Madam Azara, but it bears a similar resemblance to that rune on the gentleman's armor that you asked me to memorize. Mr. Cooper's armor. It's of the same nature, old, historical, very powerful soul magic, necromancy and transmutation mixed together in a way that I've never seen. Uh, hearing that, Azara will take the piece and turn to Marcel and say, and what do you know of these scions? I know that they are not long gone. They sent that. But that that's not possible that netheril is gone it, hundreds of years centuries perhaps i don't understand what was that thing if that's all you know of them then you're of no use to me and i'll stomp <laughs> off and go to look for hadley's room 
At least not here. You left him at the keep. He's oh, he's still right. back we're in Evening the, Star. We're not yeah. at Evening Star. You're right. in Arabelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in Arabelle. Fortunately, mm-hmm. Hadley is not here. Um, what about um, Agnes and Tarkal? What are you? How are you guys responding to all this? Because this is what's kind of happening in front of you. I'd like to kind of see what Agnes and Tarkal's thoughts on all of this are. I think Tarkal is just watching closely. And then as uh, Marcel was saying that they sent this thing, he's kind of looking for like an entry point as to how this thing got in the room. Oh, like if there's any evidence of how it okay. got here. Sure, I'll come back to the minute. Agnes, anything for me? I don't know that Agnes is doing anything other than like kind of respectfully trying to let this play out and trying to understand. Mm. Um, I assume that none on? of I, I assume that none of this really sparks anything like knowledge wise for her. So she's more just kind of like trying uh, to absorb. Too, yeah, this is too specialized, I think. Yeah. Like there's no reason you would study of studied this kind of thing um mm-hmm. in your scholarly. It, it's amazing that Sarah Lee knew it. Like yeah. she's obviously just remembered some tiny piece of lore from an old history book that she probably read a decade ago and it's just mm-hmm. sparked her memory. Um Tarkle, make a uh just make a perception check for me as you go in the room. Um Make sure you unmute. Uh, 12 plus 17, 17. 17. It's uh, very, there's a couple of things which are very obvious. First of all, the window um, of Marcel's room has been opened. Um, it looks like it has been opened through the fine use of a blade to unhook the latch and then enter. This is a second floor room, which means that the thing had to climb its way up here. You don't see any sign kind of looking out the window. The trellis is intact. There's no broken... Um, uh, roof tiles or anything like that it's almost as if it must have just walked up the wall as if it just kind of spider-man walked up the wall and then entered the room that way um, it's dark it's still very late at night probably very early hours of the morning um, the streets around the inn are quite crowded there's a lot of alleyways this thing could have come from hundreds of different directions but it very clearly targeted this room. There, It would have been far easier for it to come in the main entrance of the inn if it was just going after anybody. The fact that it, it's very, you can tell that this thing came for Marcel very directly. Okay. Almost as if it knew exactly what room Marcel was in. Um, is Marcel still in the room? I don't know. Is Marcel still Marcel, in the room? are you still in the room? Oh. Um, I, I'm, I'm probably nearby at yeah. least. Um, yeah there's not where much where else to go uh the innkeeper will just kind of be like um i'm sorry we we don't have any more rooms we can try and sort this one out uh, for you but um the other rooms have been taken by yourselves and your recent guests and he kind of gestures towards tarkle that was our last room um recent guest yes uh, the, uh, the lady a lady uh, Will- willow song uh is- got a room here as well she had nowhere else to go with uh lord davian being missing in action agnes kind of gives a little like "Hmm." um but agnes will say with all of this in the discussion of the room she will especially look at azara and say we came here for a purpose and that was to strengthen relationships and build a good impression this is the second time we have been targeted and caused damage in this area should we consider going home we wouldn't want to upset uh any royalty here by an untimely departure besides we still have the tournament to participate in and there is still the ball um however we should alert the guards 
to the targeted attack that happened here tonight, possibly amp up security, possibly take shifts sleeping, seeing as for some reason, people seem to be interested in killing us. Marcel, do you have any idea why this happened? Marcel doesn't answer that. He, if, if, if there's pieces of the armor left or mm -hmm. there's like, if there's one on the ground or something that looks relatively significant with good inscriptions on it, he'll grab like a piece of that to take with. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. the only piece is um, the one that Sara Lee is holding that Azara found. That's the best preserved piece. The rest of it's all just kind of twisted, burnt metal um, on smoldering fabric and things like that. But Sara Lee is holding a fairly intact piece of its kind of flesh and metal um, merged together, and it still has some of the runic script on it. When Marcel just doesn't respond to Agnes, she kind of raises her eyebrows and she's like, Master of Arms, do you have any idea why this destruction and danger has been brought to the people around us? Before he answers, he'll go to not like aggressively snatch the armor piece, but more mm -hmm. like gesture toward it to see if it's like going to be kept or if she'll like hand it over. Hmm. Make a... um. Just charisma. Just roll the d20 plus charisma for me, Marcel. Okay. Uh, nine. Nine. I think Sara Lee is very afeard of Marcel and his demeanor, and she just kind of nervously clutches Azara's arm and like recoils brings the the fragment fragment closer um she doesn't say anything but it's almost like a reaction she just kind of squeezes hazara's arm and then flinches back um seeing <clears throat> this and what agnes just said hazara mm -hmm. will try and defuse the situation be like listen marcel i don't know what's going on i know that you're upset i know that you don't like us you don't trust us you don't care you're just quiet however if you want our help we're here to help sarah lee can research for you sarah lee can read these runes. You don't have to tell me what is going on with you or your faction or the swords runes that you haven't told us anything about. I don't need to know what necromancy is happening. If you want help, if you're in danger, you have to be at least a little bit honest with us. Brother, we should tell them something. We're not just putting, we're putting them in danger and they could help us. If the Scions are coming after us again, it's different now. You digest that. <clears throat> also, like, headcanon while Azara's talking, the sword's talking, and that's what he's <laughs> listening to, and Azara's talking is just... He sighs and just, he says, these Scions are after my sword. They think it to be theirs, but it is not. It was crafted and created through a lie, and it does not belong to them. Now, I intend to go back. I intend to inform the rest of this company affected by these same lies of what's happened. Action needs to be taken now. I don't have time for your politics, your games. I don't have time to continue to watch you play cog in this machine anymore. 
If you wish to stay here, that's your own agenda. That's like the most words Marcel's ever said. Mr. Marcel, I understand that. Um, Evening Star is, is limited in its resources. There are people here, and perhaps I know you may not trust them, being mages and the like, but there are scholars. Um, what I meant, these scions that you, you mentioned, the scions of the Shattered Light, it's old. It's old history, and information about Netheril is restricted. It's not the kind of thing that we'll have access to in Evening Star. Um, I understand you want to go back, and, and I don't blame you, but if you want answers, this may be one of the best places to find out more, if that's something you're interested in. And she kind of squeezes <laughs> Zara. <laughs> and Zara uh, follows up with that, and she says, and we can have word sent swiftly and magically back to your troops of what is happening so you don't have to worry about them and we can do research here where you'll have the best chance of finding answers. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a yes. Aaron kind of looks over, hasn't been interrupting, but he's like, um, I don't know if this is important, but Mr. Dusk isn't in the room. I, I was sharing a room with him. He's not here. I don't know where he is. Azara, can you magically locate him? Um, I I can't magically locate him, but I, I can swiftly, I can do my best. Um, I, I'll polymorph myself. How are you going to do that, Azara? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to polymorph myself. Nice. Okay. Sure, uh, okay. Into, what's a very speedy bird? Like a hawk? A peregrine Something. falcon. The, sure. That one. Specifically that one. Okay. Um, and I'm going to take a quick spin about the in town, like, see if I see any signs sure. of okay. dusk or yeah. footprints or a tiefling. Okay. I mean, there won't be any footprints in a, in a busy cobbled street city, but Correct. you fly out and you begin circling around trying to see anything. It is late at night. There aren't very many people out on the streets, if at all. Uh, you do see a group of guards making their way to the inn, and then if we cut back to those in the inn, you hear the sound of armoured knights kind of making their way in, saying, we've, we've had a report of a disturbance, some sort of noise. Um, the innkeeper is like, oh, some, something's attacked one of my guests. Uh, some sort of magical explosion. Uh, and the knights make their way up. Uh, Good day, uh, sir and madam. Um, some sort of commotion, uh, we're led to believe. Yes, there's been a, some sort of necrotic construct that's broken into the, the room of our Master of Arms. We dispatched of it and extinguished the fire, but we would appreciate attention to safety around this area. Uh, a magical construct you mentioned, madam, uh, my lady. Uh, that's a little bit above our pay grade. We can guard the entrances to the inn and have a war wizard sent for. Yes, please. We'll do that. Uh, Oi, you, Byron, go get a wizard. Uh, and he's like, oh, me? Yeah, yeah, you, go on. Uh, and you, the you know, younger knight runs off. And then the group of knights, there's about three of them, they just take up positions at the like back door, the main entrance, um, and then upstairs. But they're, they're just like, I don't know what As to they do. go, I also kind of like, and if you see a man matching this description, and I describe Dusk, I'm like, please mm. tell him we're looking for him. Okay, my lady. Runs off. Um, yeah. So, 
uh, while Zara is out searching, I mean, it's going to take you some time, unfortunately. So I want to ask the others what they're going to do, uh, if anything. I mean, do you guys just want to try and get back to sleep? Do you kind of want to start working on things? Do you, What do you always want to do? Uh, so, I wanna... oh, or we can, just, we can just skip ahead if you want to as well. I do want to take Tarkal aside and be like, that knife throw. <laughs> I mean, thank you. I know it was... I didn't know what was going on. I snuck in and saw glowing uh, symbols and, you know, tossed a dagger. I, also, Shadowbrat? She has her own room. Are you, are you childish? This is... I'm just saying what the innkeeper's gaze told us all. Marcel, I don't <laughs> think you'll be sleeping the rest of the night, I assume. You want to get a drink downstairs. Very well. Agnes, of course, you, you're more than welcome to come if you're not sleeping. I assume uh, it's like I, three or four in the morning by now, right? It is, yeah. And most of the inn is awake, yes. Mm. Agnes will be like, I know a boy's night when I see one. And she'll just go turn in and catch a nap while everybody's off doing their stuff. Sure, okay. Uh, so the boys grab a drink. Is this like a, you guys want to have a conversation? Or is this a Marcel drinks quietly, Tarkal drinks quietly next to him kind of drink? <laughs> uh. I mean, at least I'm pretty sure Tarkle know, like, knows Marcel probably would talk if he wants to. So I think mm -hmm. the only thing uh, Tarkle wanted to say was, um, like, we get our drinks, sit down. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not doing the tournament tomorrow. Um, I'll talk to Agnes about that. We're clearly being targeted by either these scions or other things. I, don't, I have no idea if what happened at the dinner was related to this as well. Um, but we're putting the people of Arab, we're putting them in danger by being here. It's very obvious. And I don't think any sense of politics or respect warrants putting these citizens in danger and ourselves. And I think there's something much more important you want to take care of. I agree. The danger's senseless. And as you said, this is something that, that I must attend to, that I've been in intending to take care of since before any of this minister nonsense. And I, I understand if a job is a little less important than whatever personal matters this may be, but we have grown quite fond of you and Evening Star does need you. So if you don't think we'll hold you back, let us in and help you out on whatever this is. I sort of pause and see if uh, my sword has any input on that. It does, but not just to you. Tarkle, <gasps> it's like a faint whisper in your mind. Not as, cloud, uh, not as loud as Marcel can hear it, but you just hear a very faint young man's voice that has similarities to Marcel's say, thank you. Uh, uh, and then Marcel, you hear more strongly... Um, I, I think we can trust him, brother. He's, I think he's not a normal noble. He's like us. He He's come from a place like us and this has all been thrust on him and he's kept his good heart. I, I think we can't do this on our own anymore. And Hadley, he, you know that he's not stable. You know that he is mm, tormented by this. We need allies. 
and I at least trust this one and his sister. The war wizard, I'm still making my mind up, but I think she's okay. <laughs> Very well. Marcel kind of, he, he's not really good at eye contact or, you know, feelings. <laughs> but he says, um, I tell you this much in confidence and I'm still unsure of how trustworthy the other two are. Will you, will you be sure not to mention this? And if this information comes to light for them, it will be by my call and not yours. Absolutely. Uh, Agnes will vouch that I, I'm pretty good at keeping unnecessary things unspoken. So I will consider this one of those. He uh he doesn't straw, he he grabs his, I'm assuming, like pint of something. Yeah, it'd be like a whiskey or something like that in a small glass or something, mm. you know, spirit maybe. And he uh pulls down his mask to take a sip. And you see on the left side of his face is a scar, but this scar is basically like a huge slice to where there's just a big hole where his mouth is just pretty much extended and there's like teeth showing. You can see inside of his mouth through it. And he takes a sip, sip of whiskey. He puts it down and he says, when I was much younger, this faction, the Scions of Shattered Light, lied to me. I had a brother who was younger and very ill. He had little to no chance for a full life, and they promised a way to save him. But these were war wizards that were only interested in their own gain. They used some strange magic to imbue his soul to a sword. And they tried to keep it for themselves and their war efforts. And I, I take out the sword. I just like put it down on the counter. Call it Rune's pulse. He says, "My name is Oliver. This is my brother Marcel." Pleasure to meet you. Tarkal like takes his whiskey and just like not disrespectfully, but just like kind of like he's been li listening intently. Just finishes off whatever's left in his glass, puts it down. <sighs> You've had a rough life, man. I'm sorry, and I'll keep this between us. As I do think that if you do decide to open up and trust Agnes and Azara, they will they'll be moved. Um, and that could be good. They are powerful and, and loyal. But I won't say a word. Perhaps you're right. But I tell you this because we have been on this search alone for them and for answers and a way to fix this. 
And do you think, think if we pursue the scions now, ha have you been running? Have you been pursuing? Like, what, what, what has been your motif right now? I've run for a very long time, for years. The, this happened there. And that was a way I knew they would find me. I've been in hiding for a long time until I felt that I was ready to face them again. And that time is now. Or at the very least, it's being thrusted on you, eh? It would appear so. Well, you'll have my dagger. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. No, no. Carry on. You'll have my dagger and whatever else you may need. We'll get your brother back? Do you if his bot if he was sick, can we I don't I'm not I'm a woodsman. I'm not familiar with magic. Is there some sort of magic that we can save him? Is he destined to be this sword? Well, that's that's why I seek to find them. Because I either want an answer or a solution. And if they can't offer that then revenge is the next best thing. I hope they can. Azara, as you are flying around, I would like two things from you, please. I would like a perception check uh, and a uh, survival check. 19 perception. Okay. 15 survival. Okay. Two things. You spend maybe an hour flying around searching. Um, just as the edges of the polymorph spell are kind of nearing its limits, mm -hmm. you notice two things. One, a couple of streets away from the inn, you glance a dwarf waiting in an alleyway, looking in the direction of the inn. And normally you wouldn't pay any attention. It's dwarf out late at night wearing a dark coat. Doesn't seem particularly anything suspicious what is suspicious is you recognize this dwarf this dwarf was at the dinner where you were attacked dorgan uh was you saw him speaking with marcel very briefly um he appears to be nervously waiting for something uh, and then seems to just give up and heads off into an alleyway where you lose sight of him after a while you begin making your way back to the inn and you spy dusk uh, he is walking back. He doesn't have his cane. He's not limping. And he is walking back towards the inn. Um, and you can see him just sort of, you know, keeping to the shadows, not being stealthy, but he's kind of making sure he's not being followed and he's just making his way back to the inn. Uh, I'm going to... How far away am I from him? Um, how far do you need to be? <laughs> how about that? Am I still a hawk? Yeah, sure. For at least a few more minutes, at least. For at least a few more minutes. Um, yeah. And he's about to head into the inn, or? He's like walking down the street that leads to the inn. I'd like to kind of fly a little bit ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that I stay out of sight and mm -hmm. unmorph kind of directly in front of him. Okay. 
Uh, make a stealth check for me. Let's see Five. if you can get the drop on Dusk. 18. You swoop down and kind of take a moment of refuge uh, on a rooftop before you dive bomb and transform. But there is no surprise on Dusk's face. Uh, he whirls round, um, but as if expecting danger, and you can see his hand flashes to a, uh, a, a dagger sheath uh, on his belt. Um, but he turns, and then as soon as he recognizes your your form, uh, the hand relaxes, uh, and he kind of almost immediately goes back into. There's a change in movements. You notice that when you like when he doesn't know it's you, there is a dangerous like I'm ready to fight posture to his body as soon as he recognizes you it's the soft cordial gentlemanly dusk that you remember meeting in the keep of evening star oh my my apologies magister you've startled me what are you doing up so late uh, there was an attack in the end and you would know if what? you were there uh, uh, he, he looks and i'd say well, you don't need to make an insight check mm -hmm. he looks very shocked looks very very shocked to hear this um my my desperate apologies, Majesty. Is everyone all right? The Baron, the Baroness. Everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. Oh, and I, so uh, are you, it seems, walking without your cane. <laughs> I mentioned to um, mentioned to Baron Tarkle that sometimes it is worse than it is. It, I only need the cane on occasion, on bad nights when it's cold. Mm. Uh, I'm so sorry. I had some errands that I needed to run mm. uh, this evening, speak mm. with some individuals. Uh, is, but everyth everyone's all right. There's no uh, any injuries or anything like that. Above game, you said like he seems genuinely concerned and surprised. You can make an insight check. If you want to make an insight check to get a better read on him, by all means. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Anna's like, yes, you do. Damn it, it's only a five. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I said, he seems genuinely shocked. You don't read anything in his body language that suggests that he is anything but genuine. Can we, should I hurry back? Is everything taken care of? Everything's taken care of, but I would hurry back, seeing as your absence was quite noted. Oh, Aaron, the boy must have noticed. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. I, normally, I would not have stepped out this late, but the people I needed to speak with, uh, I knew that I wouldn't be able to catch them during the day. It's best to speak with them at night. Of course, let's hurry back now. Um, Dare I ask who you were meeting with? He turns and very politely, he's just like, ah, people that you don't need to concern yourself with, Majesty. Just old acquaintances of mine that uh, I was hoping might be able to help me with a small matter. That's all. Dusk. Yes, Majesty. These secrets that are being kept, I fear are worrying me ah we all have secrets to keep do we not magister and he looks at you with a look that implies don't we magister azara will just keep pace with him and walk back to the inn mm. yeah and uh he doesn't say anything else after that no actually no dusk would say he he makes cordial conversation he remarks on he starts like doing this thing where he remarks on like ah oh, the falcons did you know the falcons he begins telling you facts about like the inn that you're staying at and mm -hmm. almost making like just cordial conversation as if mm -hmm. nothing's wrong um mm. it's very disarming uh, yeah. in a sense uh, yeah. in that he just kind of switches into this um but when he arrives 
Um, he immediately walks up to the innkeeper. Uh, my good man, I'm so sorry that I wasn't here to deal with it. How much are the how much are the damages? What 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 do we owe you for this uh, this inconvenience? Um, and he begins kind of conversing with the innkeeper and making a deal to kind of re you know repay them for the damage that's been done and making sure that his family's okay. Was anybody hurt? Do you need anything? You know, he kind of slips into Seneschal mode um, as he does so. Um, but yeah, and I, uh, and I guess uh, Marcel and Tarko, you would both be downstairs in the bar when Dusk and Azara return. Um, Agnes is upstairs sleeping. Um, um, seeing them at the bar, uh, mm -hmm. Azara will want to tell Marcel about the dwarven man since she saw him talking By all means. to Marcel. So yeah. she would kind of, she would wait until Dusk heads upstairs which i'm assuming he does yeah like, so after he kind of speaks everything. to the innkeeper yeah he goes yeah. back upstairs um yeah yeah um and she'll just wander over to to the boys and sit down at the bar with them um yeah and she'll say so i uh i found dusk what was he up to this late at night he won't tell me and he suspiciously wasn't what using his cane he was walking fine, and he seemed quite able-bodied to be able to fight. I know we all have secrets. We all have different paths of life that we walk. I just want to keep my eye on him is all. It's exhausting being suspicious of everyone. It's just kind of like waves the bartender down and to like get a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they happily come over and pull stuff. And they're doing the classic bartender thing of like, you're obviously having private conversations, so they stay out of earshot right. um, until you wave <laughs> them over. Do you tell Marcel about the dwarf as well? Um, yes. So after the dusk stuff? Okay. Yeah, after the dusk stuff. But yeah, so you, so you describe him and yeah, Marcel, it's the same dwarf that came up to you and was admiring your sword at the dinner. Um... Do you see where he went? My spell was waning and I was trying to get back to the end before I fell out of the sky and I lost track of him. I apologize, but I can always have a conversation with the local war wizards to keep an eye out for him if you'd like me to. He'll turn up. Thank you for the information. Of course, I said earlier, I know we've had our issues and I know that you don't respect me but that has no bearing on how I feel about anyone who I see in pain. And obviously the situation is hard on you. And if there's anything I and my dragon's blood can do to help you, I might as well try. She kind of like downs her glass of wine. Mm -hmm. Heads upstairs. And she pats Marcel on the shoulder. As she, before she heads upstairs, just kind of like, sure. You may not like me, but I like you, kid. Mm. He gives a like. I apologize for the inconvenience earlier. Uh, Azara kind of chuckles, and she's like, "Listen, I'm used to it. People see the scales, they see the staff, and they they mistrust me." Mm. Uh but don't take it out on my poor Sarah Lee, okay? And then she kind of heads upstairs. Cool. Uh, if there's nothing else, we can just proceed to the morning if you guys would like. Yeah, I think so. Yep. The morning comes, and it comes with another 
alarming state of affairs. <clears throat> a group of guards, this time with several war wizards and elite-looking knights, arrive at the inn, causing quite the commotion in town. People begin calling out. Um, and word is sent. Uh, they ask to speak with uh, Baron and Baroness Crownsilver, as well as uh, Magister Azara, Minister Marcel, and the Seneschal called Dusk, uh, they call for. Uh, really quick, the only thing that Tarkal would do in the morning, like either as yeah. this is happening before, is that he would just check on Willow Song, just make sure okay. she's like still here at the inn. Is that when 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 do you check up on it? Like when you first wake up, or no? I probably coming up from the well. I probably never come up from the bar. I probably mm -hmm. go up from the bar at some point. Mm -hmm. I guess to get whatever belongings are left in my room, and that's when I would check, like kind of open her door. Okay, the door's locked. Hmm. Uh, you can't just barge into a lady's room. Keyhole. Yeah, I'm gonna try to pick the key lock with my kiss of silver. Did you okay. knock? Make a. Uh... I didn't. I don't want to wake her up. Tarkal thinks like that. He doesn't want to wake because it's, it's like it's like right now. If he, I he's just like, thinking like, oh, it's fine. I can open the door without her knowing, and then I'll just know she's okay. And yeah, he's yeah. just like thinking like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Make a. Um, so this is a thieves' tools check. So it's uh, normally Dex mo uh, proficiency modifier and um, D twenty. So Dex I... proficiency. If you have expertise, that also will be a thing in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not listed as a uh, actual skill, unfortunately. Gotcha. So you said it's just straight decks? Why 12 plus... decks, uh, plus your proficiency modifier as well. Okay, so 12 plus 7 plus uh, 3. So that's 22. A dex mod, not dex save. So I think your dex Oh, mod's... my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, uh, okay. Fine. Happens all the time. Uh, so it's 4, 3. So then it's 19 total. 19 total. It's still enough. Like, this is like a local inn's lock. It's not particularly difficult with a kiss of silver. Even with the kind of improvised tool, you just hear it kind of click. Um, and yeah, you open the door. The room's empty. And the bed has not been slept in. Windows open. I want to look out the window to see if there's like any sort of. Uh, it's a straight drop down onto the street. Oh boy. Um... There is the only thing that remains. There's a couple of things in the room. Um, you can see that there is a pack. Uh, looks like you know somebody's supplies, and she brought that with her from the from the palace. Um, there is a change of clothes uh, just laid out on a chair, but the bed has not been slept in. Um, there's a few kind of cosmetics, perfumes, that sort of thing lay laid out on a desk, but otherwise nobody's there. Okay. I think I would just, I mean, since I, I'm doing this like as like a come up and then coming back down to the bar in the middle mm -hmm. of the night, I would just let Marcel know, like I left Shadowbriar in her room. She's not there. Her stuff is in there though. Sure. Hmm. Well, that is concerning. Yes. You yes. Care about this individual. <laughs> I had, it, canonically, I had something left in my glass, and I finished it again. Um, <laughs> at like five in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. I mean, I. She seemed innocent. She seemed uh, almost naive in a pure way i don't i don't want to think she was involved in this attack but i listen i i learned that uh if something seems even slightly prevalent i have to tell someone unless someone tells me not to so i'm telling you because you're the only person around here so wow uh, of aggressive much tarko's <laughs> also like probably three or four whiskeys in at this point not that even though he, he's, he's like he's look, 
He's my sister got mad someone. at me when I didn't tell her. So I'm telling you, okay? Yeah. Um, that's yeah. Just I just want to relay that, and and yeah, that's it. Also, okay. super briefly, sorry. Can sure. I attune to the Snowmorn at some point? Yeah, I assume you do that as part of your long list. Yeah. yeah so okay. Consider cool. yourself attuned. Thank yep. you. Um, you will need like you'll probably have to get like some like piece of leather or something to it, you need to wear it like an amulet or something like that or have it attached to you because it's just like a broken blade at this point but that's kind of very easy for you to just kind of poke a hole in the the ice and then loop something through it yeah um, uh new necklace sure yeah. yeah there you go that's one for you missy you can add yeah. that uh <laughs> uh so uh unless there's anything else after tarkle's revelation that that shadowbriar is not there uh, then what I said happens in the morning, a group of elite knights and war wizards arrives asking to speak with the, with all of you and dusk. Um, who goes down to meet them? Agnes. Yeah. Agnes is like, ah, like stretching. She's got her, her <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. And she kind of just comes down like the way, you, the way you gently and lovingly hold like a cup of coffee in a hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. that's what she's doing. And she's good. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, Mika. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you you come Saturday down. Morning in, of a con. Yeah, exactly. You come down in such a way and you find uh, several very stern faced knights and a very stern faced wizard uh, waiting for you downstairs. Uh, the innkeeper looks very panicked. Um, dusk is already with them and they have dusk in manacles. What is the meaning of this? I'm afraid that this man was spotted near the palace last night where another development took place. Uh, Baron and Baroness, we're very sorry to report this. I must ask you and your companions to come to the scepter with us immediately. We are not under a suspicion, but her her grace wishes to inform you of this development. Uh, The tournament and ball have been cancelled. They will not be taking place whilst these affairs are taking place in Arabelle. But this man is a suspect in a murder. Dusk, what do you have to say? Uh, my lady, I, it, 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 nothing. These men appeared, but I, I'm, I did nothing. I don't know what they're speaking of. Why were you at the palace? I, I wasn't, my lady. I, I wasn't there. I, I was speaking with an acquaintance of mine in another part of the city. Well, certainly then we can speak to that acquaintance and prove your innocence by your whereabouts that way. <laughs> he looks desperately at you, Agnes. My lady... I, that's not possible. They won't. They're not the kind of acquaintance who reveals themselves. That you won't find them. Um, this is very hard for me to explain. But what they're accusing me of, I didn't do it, your your ladyship. I promise. I really mean it, Agnes. Please. Can I but insight check like, that? Yeah, yeah, you can insight check him. Yeah. Uh, the knight just earnest. tugs and the knight just tugs and says, "You'll need to save these pleas for the magistrate, Tiefling. I'm afraid." One of our one of our own spotted you near the palace. Nineteen insight. Night. I mean, he seems pretty desperate. He seems pretty genuine. How much you can? I mean, again, it's that. You know, his body language shows no sign of any kind of of mistrust. It's it's desperate. He's desperately pleading with you, not just in his words, but in his eyes. He looks scared. It's the first time you've seen Dusk look afraid of something. Don't worry, Dusk. We'll get this cleared up. We'll meet you there. And Thank and you. nothing will be done with him until we are allowed to speak to the Duchess, correct? He will be held in he will be held in the scepter, uh, in one of our in in one of the holding cells. 
Uh, I cannot promise that nothing will be done. Uh, the Lord Marshal may wish to speak with him. This is a very serious matter, my lady, but it's not for me to say. My job is to find him, bring him to the palace in Manacles, and to inform you all that Her Grace wishes to speak with you and that these, these, these balls and tournaments have been cancelled. Uh, security has been heightened. You will be asked to check your weapons and have them uh, bound before you enter the palace. Dusk, is there anything we can do to validate your whereabouts last night? Um, I, I, you won't find him, your grace, but Xander, uh, Xander, you won't find him, but Xander the Black, he's the only one who knows where I was. And I can't, I can't say why. And he just looks forlorn. And I understand. Hated. Did they mention who he murdered? No. Oh, good question. Nope. They did not. Dusk, who did saying. you kill? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> He's dragged away. <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, but no, he, he, yeah, you call out, but they are dragging him away. Uh, well, not dragging him. They're walking him away. Dusk is too gracious to be dragged anywhere. He kind of like holds his head up and walks kind of firmly with the knights as they take him away. Uh, Aaron emerges from the back room like, Mr. Dusk, I got your... And then he's just like holding like supplies and like Dusk's like cloak and things like that. And he's like, what's going on? And he just looks very sad Aww. as Dusk is led away. But uh, your grace, what, your lady, what's happening? There seems to have been a grave misunderstanding. Please help us ready all of ourselves to go oh, to the... But the Mr. Keep. Dusk does that. I don't know what I'm doing. And he kind of just like looks panicked. I grab like, his shoulders and I'm like... Uh, uh, Aaron, you are my page, and you are suited for just this moment. This okay? Yeah, I'm the page. I'm the page. Your medal. I'm a book. I'm a book. I'm a book. Okay. All right. I'll go get your things. I can't help you dress though. You're a lady. Um, Absolutely. Do I have to not. help the others dress? No. Okay. Just make sure that uh, everybody's kind of on struts. their way to the door. Okay. And he just stomps up the stairs, like complaining. And I, I'm just gonna like, you know. Yeah. gather everybody tr make mm -hmm. arrangements with the inn tell them we'll be back when we can try mm -hmm. to get everybody moving that direction sure yeah i mean unless there's any objections i assume that you guys make your way straight there mm -hmm. yeah you guys arrive at the scepter um being led there you do have a the guards that you that were brought to the inn that night actually accompany you as bodyguards um they actually accompany you as a kind of armed retinue uh Alyssa is with you as well she was staying away from the inn. She was actually staying at the Dragonite Barracks, which is why she wasn't there last night. Um, but she is there with you as a protector. And you guys make your way to the Scepter. Your weapons are actually bound. So any of you who are carrying swords, um, it's just like a simple piece of silk ribbon that's wrapped around the weapon with a seal. And if you draw the weapon, it breaks the seal to show that you've you've drawn the weapon whilst inside the palace. Um, cool. it's, it's quite a common practice in Cormir, but because you're nobles, you don't normally have to do it. But here they're like, we will peace bond your weapons before you enter. Um, Marcel, I mean, you could just summon the weapon and it wouldn't break the seal. So mm -hmm. you could actually completely <laughs> bypass this whole thing. But I think, and the yeah, for everybody else, like this would be a, a deterrent to draw your weapons in it okay. you are led through into a study 
a kind of beautiful conservatory. Uh, however, this time it is less beautiful as metal a metal wall has been erected over the glass panes, blocking most of the light. Uh, there are several armed knights and several robed wizards. Uh, alongside Duchess Celeste Marlia, this time dressed far less elegantly. She wears a pair of hunting trousers, a simple tunic, um, and has her hair all done up uh, in a, a high ponytail. Um, she looks tired, um, but gestures you in and graciously nods you can see that food and drinks have been laid out for you my dear guests of evening star please come sit there are several things that we must discuss um i can assure you that you should be safe here at least as uh, safe as i am anyway our seneschal is under suspicion and assures us that there's been some mistake can we assure that he will be comfortable while we figure this out Dear Agnes, we are not some Sword Coast barbarians. Of course, you will be treated well uh, until his guilt is assured or until there is enough evidence to suggest that it must have been him. Then, yes, he will be held. He will not be mistreated. We are a nation of law and order, after all. Benefits of nobility and upright law. But there are several events that have transpired. I am led to believe that you yourselves were attacked last night. Is this true? It is. I give her combined, like the, the story. Yeah. Combined with the events of the dinner, I can only offer you my deepest apologies and perhaps some sort of recompense for the mistreatments you have received here in Arabelle. The events of the dinner, I could not even begin to believe those, but the events of last night, it seems, extend even further. My utmost apologies. I kind of like, if it's appropriate, I like press her hand or some sort of appropriate gesture of like it's not appropriate but she doesn't stop you okay i'll do it then um okay. and then i'll say recompense is not necessary we came here in desire of creating a strong bond between our kingdoms we have a kingdom uh no lands. it's more like uh lands. yeah lands yeah a, a strong bond between our lands and as long as we can retain trust and pledge to help each other in the future, that is enough. She kind of smiles and pats your hand. You are truly a noble soul, Agnes Crown Silver. And then she Agnes looks kind at of Zara. tries to hide a grimace at that. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she doesn't mean it in a noble way. I know like, she does. Noble, but it's a noble soul, like a valorous that's why, soul. That's why she yeah. tries to hide it, because she knows yeah, that's it. not what she meant. It's just like trigger, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, she looks over to you, Azara, the, the Duchess, and says, you have, you have instructed this one well, Magister, as well. Very kind words, very diplomatic words. However, Agnes, I would recommend that you do not turn down monetary recompense when it is offered. Uh, still, this is all far too pleasant for the matters at hand. <clears throat> Magister Azara, I am led to believe that after the events in the dinner, you spoke with a war wizard, Master Panem, is that correct? Yes, absolutely. You instructed this Panem of what had transpired and you gave him a fragment of the device used to summon the creature into the room. That is correct. And you discussed that you would meet up with Wizard Panem here in the Scepter in his research facilities to investigate it further, yes? Yes, we were going to uh, meet later today, actually. I am afraid to tell you that Magister Panem was murdered last night. He was found in the research study this morning the door was locked, no signs of other entrances. He was found uh, 
a dagger wound, we believe, in his back and poison in his system. Intense, powerful poison. The other war wizards believe it to be Green's dragon, Green Dragon's blood. It was near instantaneous death. <clears throat> with the attack on yourselves and with this development and the events of the dinner last night, I have cancelled <laughs> celebrations as I do not feel it is neither appropriate, but also places my people and your own at greater risk. A tournament would be far too tempting a target for anyone who wished to cause harm to yourselves or to any of the other nobles of this city. So I must cancel it. I hope that one day we can properly celebrate your successes here in Arabelle, but I think that these matters must take a precedence. A wise decision and one we heartily support. Good. With that in count... One of my knights who was on night watch duty witnessed a purple tiefling matching the description of your seneschal leaving the scepter late in the middle of the night. The description is identical. I have seen, I knew, I have known seneschal Dusk. He is known to several nobles throughout uh, Cormirian society. Very a very adept man. <clears throat> there can be no mistaking the description matched his. I do not deny that many people here could identify Dusk. And let's say perhaps he was here. Him leaving the area certainly does not ascribe motive, intent, or action. You are correct, Baron Baroness. However, this does. And she gestures, and one of the war wizards with her produces Dusk's cane. This was found inside the room by the door where Panam was murdered. It is a unique design. There is not another one for sale here in Arabelle. I've had several messengers checking many stores to see if it any one that matches it. Has Dusk been asked why his cane might have ended up there? We have only just, after he was identified this morning, after we found the body, we sent for him to be collected and we will need to question him today. Uh, but I wish to, with the dire straits of the situation, I wish to make sure that he had no opportunity to escape the city. Unlike Lord Davian Cormoril, who last night seemingly vanished after the dinner and word was sent to search for him, he is nowhere to be found in the city. His own war wizard and his attendants and bodyguards left the city before the dinner began, heading back to the town of Weymut that falls under Lord Davian's uh, jurisdiction. Does the name Xander mean anything to you? She looks. I'm afraid it does not to me. She gestures to the war wizard. That is not a name that I, I know, my lady, although I am no spy master. I will have people, I will have some of my more elusive agents inquire, but it is not one I'm familiar with. Baroness. Dusk says he was with this person when the event took place she, she I, makes a note to the wizard like make a note of this i admit the evidence is damning but we have trusted dusk for a long time and we cannot ignore the possibility that someone may have taken the opportunity to blame a foreigner for such an egregious event this is true this is true. I truly hope that it is not the case. As I mentioned, he is well known to several nobles of the society, but as you said, the evidence is currently damning. Uh, Magister Azara, Minister Marcel, 
Baron Crown Silver. Do you have anything to add to any of this? Uh, your lady, if, if I may, seeing as this horrible murder was carried out so swiftly, quietly, and under no suspicion until the body was found, is it really likely that said murderer would leave such a damning piece of evidence behind? This does, to me, seeing as our celebration dinner was purposefully attacked, uh, and now one of our own is being blamed for a murder, it seems that the person It seems convenient, a little too convenient. I don't think that anyone who can slip into a magically warded palace, murder a war wizard, which I personally know to be more than capable of defending himself and leaving would leave behind such an obvious tell. I and all <laughs> in all, I just, I, I don't doubt the capability of your people. However, of course, I, I, I must cast this doubt. Of course. Magister Asara, you do not live to my age and you do not get to my position without having a similar mindset. But it is also a case of we have no other suspects. We have no other evidence. Right now, your Seneschal is the only suspect we can even potentially place blame upon. And as a city of law and order, what am I to do? A war wizard, one of your own council members, has been murdered, and our evidence points to one man. I truly wish it were not the case, and if you can provide me proof that this dusk was not responsible or that somebody else was, I will gladly see justice done to them. But I must see justice served. That is the, that is the responsibility of a leader to uphold the law. Would you allow us Even to examine... personal. Of course, yes. If you wish to examine the room or anything, of course. I trust you to be capable individuals. Quickly above That's why I've summoned you. Um, the, the hilt. What was the magic in that hilt? Wasn't it summoning magic? Yes. So <clears throat> the when the dagger split into two, right. you kept the half that retained some of the Eladrin's personal magic that allows right. you to cast similar spells to him. The hilt was what contained the fading remnants of the magic that summoned the being. It was the more powerful and older enchantment, but it quickly mm -hmm. faded once the item was used. Um, Panam was going to examine it to see if he could identify how it worked or who had used it or who had made it, um, that sort of thing. Um, your lady, would did Panam have any notes taken before he was killed? Was anything missing from his study? Like all true war wizards, Magister Azara, I do not know how your own chambers are conducted, but Master Panem's research facility is eclectic at best. Uh. Uh, there are dozens of notes and pages, uh, books, scrawlings. I'm afraid I can make nor heads nor tails of them, and even some of my best war wizards have been unable to truly decipher uh, Panem's cryptic messaging he used his own cipher a coding of his own design to make sure that uh, his information and research was not misused or stolen by rivals um, i'm afraid i we can make no heads or tails of it there did appear to be some burnt and damaged papers uh but being able to tell what was recent or what was old i'm afraid is quite difficult would you mind if i brought my own resource along with us to investigate as I mentioned to Baroness Crownsell, that I have brought you here not only to inform you of this situation, but also to enlist your aid. And it's clear that whatever is happening is centered around all of you. Your attack on your own selves, the attack on dinner, the fey being that was summoned, it is all somehow connected, I'm sure. 
please, whatever you can do. Uh, then Azar would have, like, ask a soldier that's around mm-hmm. if they would go fetch Sarah Lee and bring her. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, she. They return quite quickly, but not alone. Um, <clears throat> as the knights approach, they have Sarah Lee with them, but you also see Willow Song has uh, come along. Uh, the knight mentions, uh, "Your Grace, um, Lady Shadowbriar here uh, was looking for uh, Baron Crownsilver. Um, she had heard about the attack on the inn and, and wanted to make sure they are okay. Is, is it all right to bring her inside?" Uh, asking me or duchess i think he's the knight is asking you and uh, everyone else and the, the 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 duke the duchess sorry um so i'll kind of like look at the duchess and nod but wait for her okay. to give the <laughs> no she she kind of looks and says oh it seems that uh, if baron crown silver wishes to speak with lady shadow brian there's kind of an, a knowing smirk um and then she's just like yes yes bring them in and the researcher as well uh and then the knight returns and then sarah lee and shadow Briar both make their way inside um sarah lee uh is just looking very nervous and uncomfortable in her like oh god oh god oh god i'm with a duchess oh god way uh shadow Briar immediately sort of like rushes to talk and it's like Tuckle, are you all right? I heard what happened at the inn. Are you or any of the others hurt? Where I'm like, Tarkle's kind of like, if she's like trying to pull, he's like kind of pulling back a tiny bit. Like, we're, we're all fine, but where, where were you? She looks a little, uh, not embarrassed, but she kind of turns away. It's like, I'm so sorry. I, and she lowers her voice, but the Duchess can still hear her. She's like, my mother wanted to speak with me and there are only certain ways that i can communicate with her at a distance mm. okay i needed i needed nature um plants trees that sort of thing and there weren't enough around the inn i had to go to the the local park to converse with her okay because it's it there's so much going on now, and I was hoping I that you would have been able to identify some of the magic uh, that was I, at the inn. And... I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It was She messaged me in, in a dream, and I, I had to go and speak with her urgently. But if there's anything I can do now, of course, I, I'm willing to help. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear. Do you, do, does your, do you know where Dave, Davian, Davian, right? Davian is? Lord Davian? Is he not here? I thought that the, the guards were searching for him last night. Oh, it doesn't seem they found him. And as like as that sentence is rolling, uh yeah. Duchess, I understand yes, Baron. I understand that we have Dusk's cane uh at this scene of the crime, but as Azara said, it seems too convenient. And I don't think it's fair to have him. I know he's the only suspect in custody, but what of Lord Davian you have still not found? Well, there's two there's there are several matters to this lord crownsover you are correct there is a possibility that lord davian was involved in this however he vanished after the dinner this murder was con- this was murder was conducted very late at night the rest of his people have all returned to the town of waymoot it is my investigator's belief that it is likely he has fled back there it is also a matter of we are not 100 percent sure if the two matters are connected the events of the dinner, I agree, Lord Davian has much to answer for. His sudden burst to leave uh, and then subsequently disappearing just before this Aladrin attacked. Very suspicious indeed. The attack on Panem, I find more difficult to believe. A poisoned knife in the back? I do not believe Lord Davian to be the type of man to do such a thing. Perhaps hired someone to do it, yes. I concur that is a possibility. But Lord Davian himself, and 
he is completely vanished. There is no sign of him in the city. Either he has left it or is incredibly adept at hiding. I understand. I. It just doesn't feel right. If, if anyone were to commit a murder inside of your palace, why would they casually return to the inn that they're staying at? I was having drinks with Marcel early in the into the early hours of the morning, and dusk hymns walking in as if everything's fine. I am not one to think of the mindset of the criminal, and as I mentioned to Magister Azara, I do indeed find it all a little too convenient uh, that the cane in question, uh, perhaps it is a counterfeit. We will ask your seneschal if, if his cane is still in his possession. Uh, we will ask him to identify it. Why he would return, perhaps to give an air of, of uh, legitimacy, to provide an alibi, to say it could not have possibly been me. I walked back to the inn, a double bluff of sorts. But I honestly cannot say. I agree with you, Lord Baron. I, uh, there is an element of this which is my moral conscience agrees that if we have the wrong man in custody, it, it would be against what I believe to sentence him to anything when there is doubt in his crime. But I am also a lady of law. Right now, all signs point to dusk. If he is being framed, if, we must prove it. We must prove it quickly. And we must prove it without a doubt. Very I well. In all of you to help me with this. Question. Yes. When I saw dusk coming back. Yes. What direct, like, is it, was it... He he was coming from like the main thoroughfare that goes uh -huh. through the whole town. Uh -huh. It is possible he was coming back from the sept of the palace, yes. Um, but it's also equally possible that he was nowhere near it when he was coming back. Right. You saw right. him at kind of the worst possible time where he was kind of at the crossroads of everywhere. Wait, didn't he still have a dagger in his waistband? He did, he did yes. And he didn't have his cane when you saw him. But he did still have a dagger. He did have a dagger, yes. Which wasn't left in somebody's back. It wasn't. Okay, I'm gonna keep well, the dagger wasn't left in the murderer's back, but we could oh, like test. Yeah, we could test that dagger for poison if he had one. You could. Yeah. I um, I relay this to the, the Duchess sure. too. Uh, the Duchess is just like, uh, I'm afraid that I still have so many matters to attend to uh, around the kingdom. And I've given, well, you as much time as I can afford. My people are here if you need them. We can make sure that you have what uh, materials you need. Uh, Magister Azar, if you wish to examine Panam's uh, research area, please do. Uh, just inform the guards. I give you my full authority to investigate this matter. Something, some conspiracy is at work here against yourselves and against me. This takes place in my city, in my lands. I will not stand for it. And she kind of gives you a nod. Uh before you go, Your Grace, uh, do you mind giving us access to your spy masters? Uh, I would like to investigate <clears throat> this Xander Black Light, Black uh, Dawn, Black Dusk. She gestures to one of the knights. Inform one of my inform one of my knights who will send word to me. I, I'm sure you can understand, Magister. A woman's assets must sometimes be kept secret for them to be useful. Understandable. As long as the information is passed along in earnest, so we can get to the bottom of this. You have no fear. Magister, I, I have no wish for any deception or hiding of information. This is a matter that must be resolved very quickly. Uh, and with that, she just kind of gives you a nod. Um, and I think 
that on the suspected murder and accusation of Dusk, with many mysteries still to be solved, we will conclude season one of Evening Star. The big cliffhanger. That is a big cliffhanger. That's too big, Mark. That's too big of a cliffhanger. <laughs> you wait till you see what I've got planned for season twos. For me. Oh, man. oh my god! Um, Shadow Fire spend... Charcoal's wedding. <laughs> I, I mean the the Marcel reveal is enough to carry a whole finale. As yeah, I agree. I so I wanted to just spend like ten minutes. Maybe just kind of like going over some of our favorite moments from like the season or things that have happened that, you know, you guys really enjoyed things that I can do more of in the next season that you guys want to see more of things that, you know, if, if you're like, I want more fighting, I want less fighting, whatever it is, uh, that'd be great. I think that that's a kind of good thing for the audience to see as well, because this is what you should do in your own D&D campaigns is kind of have these little catch up sessions and figure out what went well and, and what didn't go so well and stuff like that. So yeah. Any, any thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, for me, the Marcel reveal the fact that it took like the whole of season one and then we yeah. finally got it at the end with this kind of attack and then this opening up to Tarkle. Oh, yes. I'm so a big good. fan. So good. You guys killed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say, I think Nate, like you're, you were an all-star today. Like literally like compared Aww. to... And commercially, you know, because, you know, sometimes Mark will crack jokes like, you know, Marcel's a very quiet guy, but you got to, you did so much and you were, ah, oh, it was so tasty, dude. So tasty. But it's also just, we've, because we've had quiet Marcel for so long, it mm-hmm. made this episode stand out so much because it has so much more impact when he does give that information out. Um, and it's a really great lesson in foreshadowing your own character's backstory. Like you, if you have a backstory, you don't have to be like session three. And then my father was slain by the demon Lord. And now I seek revenge. Like you can mm-hmm. build it up and build it up and let the DM kind of, kind of eke it out of you in little teases and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So for sure. Um, Nate, anything? That was, I mean, that whole season was fun, but like I, and I just want to say to shady, you know, it takes, playing a like a good enough character to crack open this this uh this <laughs> pistachio of an edgelord <laughs> i am super glad Salted. that scene worked out like that where it was like mm-hmm. a, hey i know marcel doesn't want to talk let's get a drink let me just say the thing that i know he's thinking about all the politics being garbage because i mean tarkle thinks it thinks it too mm-hmm. um and i think having the previous experience of like us bonding over that when uh we were in the keep and azara had said we have to go to this ball um yeah it's dude it's good Thank yeah you, it good. it's just a combo of circumstances because it's like he said it's it's one of those things where it's like he can't really do this thing alone anymore and it's being forced on him to be like all right you got to take whatever means you don't get it to do your own fruity way so it's, yeah. it's like uh for him but i fun. think that like you were asking what we like in this campaign and some of my favorite mm. moments. And it reminds me too, cause I was thinking as you were saying that how glad I am that Agnes wasn't there because mm. I would love to participate in that, but it was so much better having this like direct connection between two characters. And there've been so many situations like that in the campaign, whether with like an NPC and a, and a player or two players where like, that's where we really dig into the meat of the character yeah. conflicts and all of that. Um, well, yeah. So that's one thing I think that you do really well, Mark, that I want to keep doing in season two is the balance between here's very um, fun mechanical D&D gameplay. And now here's Mm -hmm. a window I have planned because I've noticed these two characters need to talk about something and let's see what they do, you know? 
here's my secret Anna it's my favorite thing too <laughs> it's uh I you know it's the actor and the thespian I I love those character moments where it's like you and Azara had it last week where it was mm -hmm. like this deep felt Azara kind of like listen I've got to get off my chest this stuff that I've been holding on to when we had Agnes and Tarkle kind of have their moment together where it was like you didn't tell me like you're supposed to tell me. you're supposed to be the one I can trust and like yeah. we had those emo like like even the shadow briar and the tarkle stuff like i you know it's basically me flirting with shady which <laughs> is sometimes weird but it was a great moment of like that that we don't lie yeah, it's, it's great it's uh but it's like you know her leaning on his shoulder and like him kind of talking about all this stuff like li those little things for me that that's the magic of dnd that's the stuff i love the fights are fun but i love that stuff the most for sure um so you can definitely get more of that <laughs> um kind of building off of that yeah. i think as somebody who reads too much fan fiction i <laughs> cannot stand conflict that comes from miscommunication or conflict that comes from not Same. understanding who someone is because that's mm. or assumptions that's my least favorite kind of conflict because it's like oh my god talk to each other yep so i think that i really like that we've all kind of forced those conversations and I think that I mean even just personally for me I know that at first it seemed like Azara was like this bratty noble bitch but it's like that's completely not who she is it's the mm. perception of the war wizard and how she dresses and yeah. how she speaks but it's like as we've gone through this season it's like oh wait she's literally been aligned with everybody this entire time and just wants to be a good person but yeah. it's taken a while to get with that through for everybody um yeah, yeah and she displays it in a different way in right? a different Azari's way it's, like yeah it's like everybody's love language is different hers is very very different but it's still yeah. a love language mm. um and i just feel like that's been so interesting to navigate because i could tell that it's like it's still definitely a conflict but it's one that's like actively thought of like mm. it shouldn't be an issue forever because you know you can literally sit down and be like listen to me and <laughs> sure. i'm very happy that those moments get to happen because like every time i read a fan fiction and there's a misunderstanding and then the boyfriends hate each other because of it i'm like <laughs> literally just have a conversation yeah. just did you mean this no cool done easy you're speaking so, my language i was just complaining about that it. tv shows <laughs> anything where anything. it's like talk. they didn't understand and it ruined their relationship i'm like just talk to just each talk other. to each other communication <laughs> communication is the key it is. um before we before we go i want to i want to ask each one of you on each one of you you can think about this or if somebody's got an immediate answer what is your one wish oh, for season two you like totally oh, cut out. oh did i cut out a little bit there yeah you yeah i got that? it Okay, so uh, what is your one wish for season two? Whether that's like, I wish to have a big epic army battle, or I wish to have a scene with Shadowbriar, or I wish to have a scene with Alyssa, like, you know, it can be anything, but like, what is your one wish that you would like in season two? I had one brewing that I can go right away. Yeah. Um, I, I think that this was like appropriate that we didn't have it in season one, but that I'm looking forward to in season two. Mm. Um, getting to know the the character abilities even better like um and and one way i think we could do that is if we know a big fight is coming having mm -hmm. like a revisiting of the the cart skirmish where we mm -hmm. get a chance beforehand to be like i'm gonna do this then you do this and i'm gonna do this and then also getting to see even more like how someone can react when their spell slots are low how someone can react when mm -hmm. uh three of the party members are at low hp like how can they you know so i think it's not necessarily something where I'm like, I want this to be different. It's more like, I can't wait to revisit the first mm -hmm. time we did that. Now that we have a little bit more, I more think. stuff. 
Yeah. Sure. I can definitely give you an encounter where three of you are down and low on spells. No, <laughs> I mean more like let's see the synergy and let people reveal. Because even like revealing primal, primal savagery today, yeah. I've had primal savagery as a cantrip for a long time and been excited for like feral, fearful Agnes yeah. to get to show up. So getting to use that, I feel like revealed something about her, even though it's a mechanical thing. Oh so, yeah, combat can easily be a great window into character details and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that as well. Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. Okay, great. Uh, so yeah, who else has a wish for season two that they would like to share? Uh, I don't know if this is possible, but sure. I mean, I love how much damage I can do when we like when I sneak attack. Yeah. But I think like I'm missing um, like abilities and stuff. So mm -hmm. either like I would love Tarkle to find a magical item that gave him access to some sort of abilities, or if I multi-classed, if we work that into the story, something we... of that nature. Dude, considering Tarkle's nature with Shadowbriar and like the face stuff as well, if you wanted to multi-class like into Warlock or if you wanted to go like into like Ranger and stuff like that, we can definitely right. make some of that happen in the story sense. And then, yeah, magic items again, I can definitely make a note of that and I can put some stuff in there for uh, certain people as well. I try and do that generally with magic items. Like if I put a magic item in there, it's normally intended for at least two people in the group of like yeah they, they they could use this so i will definitely keep that in mind but uh yeah playing a rogue is uh if you go from other classes to a rogue or a fighter it's like where's all my cool stuff yeah. <laughs> i can exactly. just do a lot of damage at once uh yeah so for sure we can definitely do that jd took my wish <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know the same one like yeah absolutely um, well i think i, I mentioned that uh earlier a while back about just like healing and stuff but i think if it's like a narrative wish i do there's something about D and D, and I think I talk about it all the time personally. That is like a found family. I mm -hmm. just want, I want family moments. I know mm -hmm. we're all still starting to yeah. get to know each other, but I desperately want there to be something that breaks down everybody's walls and is like, oh, gotcha. we're a freaking family now. Like mm -hmm. we have, we don't have a name yet. We don't have a group name. So I guess my one wish is that like whatever happens, like dubs us something. And that, and that includes like our NPCs as well. Like if Shadowbriar stays on, like Alyssa, Sara Lee, like Marcel's gang, obviously King One-Eye. I mean, um, yeah, Aaron, we've got Aaron, the most the beloved I just, boy. I want yeah. like our family to be a sure. thing. Um, uh, absolutely. Also, I want to be able to be a cleric class, double class, just saying. Okay, sure. <laughs> Easily done. Easily done. <laughs> and then Mr. Nate Sharp. I don't know, man. I just, I, my magic weapon just got more magic. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm ready for, for is more. There, is, it doesn't have to be a mechanical thing. Is there like a moment? Like, do you want uh, Marcel to have a moment where he can, you know, is it like, I want to go up against an agent of the science. Like I want to, I want to go oh, against yeah, somebody totally. from that stuff. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he wants to, he wants to do a big kill to them. <laughs> okay, nice. So, like, going against like one of their elite agents or something like that in a cool fight would be on the list. He would. He would very much appreciate that. He'd nice. like to do okay. a kill about it. Mm -hmm. I'd like to do a kill. Nice. Cool. Well, can I, I add think one I can make... wish that's not really a wish? It's just it's oh, like technically a celebration because yeah. I think that the when we set out to do this kind of like world building, animal crossing, village building thing, that's one of the most unique and fun things about this campaign and so it's really more me just saying like i like that thank you keep doing it thank you <laughs> i my 
my intent is uh basically first episode of season two will kind of either wrap up or like certain things will develop in this murder mystery stuff we will get back to evening star and we can continue and we might i'd like to do like a bit of a time skip i think like once mm. this murder stuff is solved and i kind of want to say like yeah we're going to jump two months and things have been built the keep is now finished you've got all these new you know people that have moved in and what have you guys been up to? I think that that'd be a great way to kind of um, accelerate that. And then hopefully maybe that can lead to some of the more found family stuff of uh, Tarkle's hot springs episode that he wanted to have built. Yes. Uh, we can make that happen. Fire um, emblem. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Well, guys, I want to say thank you for being such fantastic players, not only uh, mechanically and just knowing your abilities and having a really great kind of like making combat narrative and stuff, but just being genuinely great role players as well. It's been an absolute blast DMing this for you. Thank you, everybody at home for watching it and supporting it and being so lovely with your comments and things like that. It really does mean a lot, uh, especially to me. Good old imposter me uh, who doesn't think he's good enough to do this stuff. So thank you very much. Um, and we will see you for season two of Knights of Evening Star. So goodbye from us. Bye. Bye.